Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right now, we are previewing Jaguars versus Steelers. The Big Cats are set to host their former AFC Central Division rivals on Saturday night at TIAA Bankfield. Kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. and can be watched locally on Fox. I'd like to remind everybody to please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you do not miss a show on here. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. The Jaguars are moving into their third preseason game. Of course, it's preseason week two for every team besides the Jaguars and Raiders who who faced off in the Hall of Fame game this year. The Jaguars are coming off two straight preseason losses by a combined score of 51-24, to while the Steelers took care of business in their first preseason contest against the Seahawks by a score of 32-25. to Now, The scoreboard at the end of preseason contests matters very little. As the Jaguars stormed out to a 13-0 lead with their starters, with Trevor Lawrence slinging the rock, with their defense getting after Deshaun Watson and the Browns' offense. But the Jaguars' backups had some crippling mistakes, including a pick six and a fumbled snap on fourth down. That really helped the Browns' backups um, storm back in that game and and take the lead and, and end up winning the game. The scoreboard will tell you that the Jaguars have not been close in preseason, but uh, when you take a deeper look here, you've definitely seen progress. You've seen a team that is, is playing with competence on both sides of the football, and, and that's a far cry from what you saw in 2021 from the Jaguars throughout the preseason and the early part of the regular season. All eyes will be on Trevor Lawrence for this one, per usual. Looks like he could have all his weapons and his entire starting O-line available for this contest outside of James Robinson, who is still making his way back from the Achilles. He is now participating in some team drills uh, getting some contact going. Even though he's wearing the non-contact penny, it's a little difficult for running backs to completely avoid contact when they carry the ball in 11-on-11. But Robinson will be held out in this one. Devin Lloyd, who is dealing with his hamstring, will also be held out. He, too, took reps in 11-on-11 this week and is making his way back. And And the goal for both of those players and the expectation is that they will be ready for week one of the regular season. Obviously, Devin Lloyd being a rookie, you'd like to see him before that, but uh, the Jaguars are not going to rush him back unnecessarily. Badara Traor is dealing with a hamstring, the backup offensive tackle, as is Will Richardson, another backup offensive lineman who's playing primarily at tackle for the Jaguars right now, but has the versatility to play tackle or guard. And Darius Williams is still making his way back. From offseason shoulder surgery, he's been participating in the 11-on-11 work as well, but they're going to hold him out. They're just, uh, from a timeline perspective, 
Uh, they're not quite ready to get him on the field yet. But he looks good out there in practice. So, Trevor Lawrence, outside of James Robinson, should have his entire starting offensive line. He will get Christian Kirk back in this game, who missed um, what would have been his debut last week with a with an ankle issue that popped up late in the week, um, rolled his ankle a little bit there, so they kept him out. But he's been practicing fully this week, and it looks like he will be in uniform. It looks like LaVisca Chenault, who missed last week as well, uh, will be in uniform. And you could see Jamal Agnew in the preseason for the first time for the Jaguars this year. He is well known for his ability to uh, make a big impact on special teams returning kicks and punts. However, uh, he also became one of the more consistent offensive weapons for the Jaguars in 2021 as injuries kind of took over. Um, And so getting him back on the field for the offense, not just the special teams, could be a huge uh, a huge boon for this offense. Um, so what do you want from Trevor Lawrence? You want to see what you saw last week for the most part. Uh, the offense moved the ball when he was on the field. The play calling really worked well. Trevor had a couple of throws that he would probably like back. Probably should have had two touchdowns instead of one touchdown in, in the, the last game against the Browns. But um Scored 13 points when he was out there in three drives. You will take that all day. Of course, you want to see more. But if you're getting 13 points in three drives, uh, imagine across seven, eight, nine drives in a game what that translates to. So obviously there's some things to clean up. He had one one pass that was a little high for Zay Jones. One play where he got some quick pressure and and kind of made, made a, a dangerous play trying to get the ball out. But overall, Trevor looked really good, really confident. He was throwing the ball all over the yard. He was um, in command of the offense overall. And you want to see that continue against the Steelers on Saturday night. You want to see him connect with Christian Kirk, who is the Jaguars' highest paid receiver, but also continue the connection that has been established with Zay Jones, who has quickly um, jumped into the role of ex-receiver in Jacksonville, and he's kind of run with it over the last couple weeks. The chemistry between Lawrence and Jones has really ramped up, and they look really comfortable playing together. So that is um, a huge development. If you could get Zay Jones playing at a starter level, Christian Kirk playing at a starter level, and Marvin Jones being that quality possession receiver, and then LaVisca Chenault sprinkled in, um, Jamal Agnew sprinkled in, you could have a dynamic group of receivers, and then you add Evan Ingram, who did score a touchdown in his preseason debut with the Jaguars last week, Dan Arnold, who is also a playmaker at the tight end position. Uh, You might not have that go-to receiver, but do you have enough weapons that you can spread defenses out and uh, just take what's available to you? I think that that is where the Jaguars are, are, are heading. That's the direction the Jaguars are heading, at least in 2022. Looking at the Steelers' side of things, rookie wide receiver Calvin Austin will not play this week. Uh, he's still battle, battling back from injury, and he might not play throughout the entire preseason. He's an electric wide receiver out of, out of Memphis. Mike Tomlin would not confirm uh, if Najee Harris will play in this one. He wants to see him play before the start of the regular season. It'll just depend on how the rest of the week goes uh, uh, for Najee Harris and his injury that he's recovering from. 
When you look at the Jaguars side of things and some positional battles we've got going on, Walker Little versus Jawan Taylor at right tackle is really heating up. Both players excelled in pass protection last week, uh, but I would say both have some room for improvement when it comes to um, getting off the ball in the run game and moving in space, framing up blocks, just attacking linebackers and safeties at the second level. Both are stout at the point of attack in the run game, but again, in this Doug Peterson offense, you're getting asked to move to the second level often as a as an offensive lineman, and I think both have some some room for improvement in that regard. I, I've said it quite often on here. I do think Walker Little is going to end up winning the job. I just think from a from a contract situation, contract standpoint, Walker Little makes more sense to roll with. You want to know what you've got before he enters year three of his rookie contract. You want to get him in there and see what he's got. And I just think he's overall a better tackle, a more consistent player than Jawan Taylor has proved to be over his first three years in the NFL. You've also got Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley heating up that battle over at left guard. Uh, Prior to this week, you had not seen Barch in with the ones for the Jaguars on offense, but he's been out there this week uh, pretty consistently taking reps with the ones, and Tyler Shatley has kind of shifted over to playing backup center. I believe Shatley is a quality player who can play all three interior offensive line spots, but I think over the course of his career, he has been best filling in at center. So you just want to watch these two players. How does Ben Barch perform if he does, in fact, go out with the starting lineup uh, versus how Tyler Shatley performs? Both are going to be valuable, whether it's in a, a backup role or a starting role for the Jaguars in 2022. But watching those two players and seeing how they compete is going to be a point of emphasis for me this week. Um, Travis Etienne, he had an interesting debut. You certainly saw the speed, the explosiveness, the ability to make an impact out of the backfield, um, catching passes. You've seen that throughout camp as well. Uh, he, he missed the, the early third down catch in the red zone, but then he was able to come back on the very next drive, and Trevor Lawrence showed confidence in him, throwing the ball to him again on a third down play where he was able to catch the ball and then also pick up the first down, which was huge for the Jaguars' offense at that point. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But from a run game standpoint, I want ETN and the offensive line to settle down to look more cohesive. You saw the offensive line have a couple busts in the run game when ETN carried the ball. You saw ETN maybe um, miss a crease or two, a hole or two um, in his nine carries. Uh, so I just want to see those settle down because this is a group that in in practice and um, – And throughout training camp, you've seen ETN and the offensive line look more cohesive than you did last week against the Browns. I think they just need to settle down. They have not gotten a lot of work together in live settings, right? So seeing them continue to grow and and just uh, 
gain more cohesion between the entire offensive line and then ETN reading and reacting and kind of playing more instinctively. I think you'll see that this week. Looking at the back of the roster, there is some good competition. Uh, at edge, you've seen Deshaun Dixon, you've seen Jameer Jones, Caleb on Chason. All three of those players who are not starters have, have kind of made a pretty big impact. Terrell Adams as well, um, rushing the passer. So you want to continue to see those players perform. At wide receiver, you've got, it looks like, Tim Jones, Jeff Cotton, and probably um, Laquan Treadwell maybe competing for one spot, maybe two. Uh, at the back end, Tim Jones really stood out last week. He was the most productive receiver for the Jaguars, especially in the fourth quarter. And he's had a good camp. Looks like he could be a versatile piece that could probably align at multiple different spots at wide receiver. At cornerback, Gregory Jr. is fighting for his life, the six-round pick. He has stepped it up a little bit in recent weeks, but you need to continue to see him play better than he did at the start of training camp. Um, Buster Brown is out there, the seventh-round pick from Arkansas. He's been playing pretty good football throughout the preseason and training camp. You've also got Xavier Crawford, who came over from Chicago, followed Deshae Townsend, the Jaguars' pass game coordinator. And you've got um, you've got a couple other guys out there, Benji Franklin, who's been playing really well as an undrafted free agent. So there's there's good competition for me at edge, wide receiver, and cornerback. I also think there would be good competition for the back of the roster at offensive tackle. However, with no Badara Traor and no Will Richardson in this one, you're not going to get to see that competition play out until at least uh, the final preseason game there. At kicker, it looks like it's Ryan Santoso's job to lose, considering he's now the only kicker on the roster. After Elliot Fry suffered a, an unfortunate injury in the game uh, against the Browns last week, he was waived slash injured. So Ryan Santoso is the only kicker on the roster. I think he's had a decent week of practice. He has not been perfect, but he has improved throughout camp. He's going to be the only kicker, it looks like, for the Jaguars in this one. So he's going to have all the opportunities for field goals, for kickoffs, and he's going to need to make the most of them. Otherwise, I would imagine you'll see another kicker brought in next week. From a defensive standpoint, you want to see exactly what you saw last week from the ones, right? They were stifling against the run. Uh, Devon Hamilton and Roy Robertson-Harris and Foley Fatu Kasi were really controlling the line of scrimmage against the run. And then Chad Muma and Foye Aluakun were filling gaps really well, playing at a high level. You saw good coverage on the back end. You saw Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, Arden Key. I mentioned Deshaun Dixon, Jameer Jones, Caleb Von Chason. These players were getting pressure off the edge. They were playing at a high level. So you want to see that continue. Uh, I do think it will be a little bit of a greater test this week um, against the Steelers, but you want to see that continue. Um Mike Tomlin expects the Steelers to make a leap from game one to game two, as the Jaguars did, certainly, from the Hall of Fame game against the Raiders to their second preseason game against the Browns. The Jaguars took a big leap. Mike Tomlin is expecting that as well. And he's said he's going to play everyone who is healthy. If you're not recovering from an injury, if there's no lingering things going on, um, it, you're going to play for the Steelers. And so... They should, the Jaguars should see tough competition this week against a team that is consistently competitive um, year over year. 
Uh, both teams will do more game planning or have done more game planning this week uh, in relation to their opponent. It's a step towards the chess game that is the regular season. So you'll see teams that should look a little bit more prepared, certainly than what you saw from the Jaguars in week zero of the preseason against the Raiders. One player you got to bring up, and we'll talk about a couple players from the Steelers here, George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia, who just is looking like a monster throughout his training camp and preseason, caught a touchdown pass last week, caught three or five targets. This is a guy who... When you take a look back at what the Jaguars did um, late on day one, trading up for Devin Lloyd, they could have sat there at 33 and certainly taken George Pickens. I'm not critical of that decision because I am a huge fan of Devin Lloyd, and once he does get on the field, I think you're going to see why the Jaguars valued him so highly. But when you talk about bringing him for a Luke and $15 million per year, trading up for another off-ball linebacker in the first round, and then also drafting Chad Muma, In the third round, the Jaguars did not take advantage of some opportunities to add a potentially a potential starting receiver, starting level receiver throughout the draft. They just chose not to go in that direction. Will it will it haunt them? Will George Pickens come down to Jacksonville and and ball out as he has been throughout? the training camp and preseason for the Steelers, that's going to be not just something to monitor this week, but monitor moving forward, right? Um, How will his career play out versus Devin Lloyd's? Mitch Trubisky will start in this one at quarterback for the Steelers, but Kenny Pickett, who was the third quarterback in line behind Mason Rudolph last week, will now be the second quarterback, and, and Mason Rudolph will finish it up for the Steelers. But Pickett will get the opportunity to play behind his starting offensive line, according to Mike Tomlin. Again, another test for the Jaguars, as Kenny Pickett played really well last week. Um, and, and exiting this game, you just want to see both sides compete their ass off, just like they did last week, especially the starters. If the starters can exit this game with another lead, that would be great. That would be two games in a row where their starters came in and got the job done. And looking at the backups, you just need to avoid the big, big mistakes that they had last week. When you talk about uh, Jeff Cotton letting Martin Emerson kind of play through his body, pick off a pass, and return it for six points. You talk about um, the center quarterback exchange, Kyle Slaughter uh, just not being able to handle a snap and, and it being a on the in the worst of situations on fourth down so avoid those big mistakes and the um, backups will have a chance to keep the score competitive throughout and of course you want to avoid the i word that's the biggest thing in the preseason but that is going to do it for our jaguars steelers preseason preview week number two of the preseason again it's at tiaa Bankfield on saturday night at 7 p.m you can watch the game locally on fox Hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope your Jaguars can can come out and make you proud for a second straight week. That is going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and Jinjag. Check JinJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.